situation. He tried to backtrack and apologize, but you know, the damage was already done. I got my brother BA in the building. BA, what was your initial thoughts, family, when um, you know, Skip Bayless had made the statements uh, about the injury and the backlash that it was on social media? Well, first, first and foremost, I want to say Happy New Year, brethren. May 2023 be uh, uh, an amazing year for you and uh, everybody out there that's listening. Appreciate you, bro. Likewise, you already know, one of my day one brothers, man. I definitely got mad respect, mad love for you. I see what you're doing out there, man, in the hip-hop community. And like I said, holding down the region of the Northwest. So much uh, prosperous blessings to you, too, family. Vice versa. Appreciate that, man. As far as the Skip Bayless thing, man, I honestly, I don't, he, <laughs> I don't care what he says, man. He says a lot of outrageous things, man. And we, and he's already showed himself who he really is. Unapologetic, non, he doesn't like non empathetic. Like he, like, you know me, I'm the biggest Dallas Cowboy fan. That's the only thing I agree with him on, right? Outside of that, and that's only because of the common denominator of us being fans of the Cowboys specifically. But outside of that, though, when it comes to like, like uh, real stuff that's going on in sports, and especially what happened last night, I'm not surprised. And for people to say him to get fired, that's cool to say, but that's Skip Bayless. He ain't he ain't about to get fired. He just brought like he, he just gained himself more attention. That's exactly what he aimed for when he when he he know better than that, bro. See, that's what I respect about you, B.A. You, you talk reality. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck the optics. Take the emotions out. You talk the reality. And that's what I'm with. Skip Bayless really got too much juice to be getting fired off of some tweets that 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 doesn't really involve or invoke violence or racism or stuff like that. Like something of this magnitude, whether it rub people the wrong way, he will never lose his job for nothing like this. Skip got too much clout. I definitely don't agree with his sentiments, but, you know, seeing what Isaiah is saying and, and Isaiah Thomas here is not the only person campaigning for Skip's job, but I just don't think that that's really a realistic thing. Do you feel like Skip's behavior um, over his career, it, he has he had fireable offenses? Um, I believe that he I, I believe that he has uh, for a couple of things that he says. Right. But at the end of the day, I don't honestly know. This is what I'm going I'm, I'm to take that back. No. The reason why I say no is because he, he's been given a platform to speak his opinion. Everybody's not going to agree with his opinion. He's, gonna, he's not like I can't expect for him to feel sorry for something that, he, that he's never shown that he's felt sorry for or be empathetic about a situation that he's never been empathetic about before, especially for somebody of color. And I don't mean to bring race into this, but if this was, if this was Tony Romo or if this was somebody like that that this happened to, he, would be, he, he wouldn't have put that dumbass – I'm sorry, I don't mean to curse. He wouldn't have put that – my passion is speaking right now. That dumbass tweet out there. Talk your <laughs> shit. <laughs> he wouldn't have put that tweet out. So, I mean, he was, he's entitled to his own opinion. And if he's not empathetic about this whole situation, then uh, that's on him. And all I can say is, if you are out there and you are watching uh, Skip Bayless constantly to see what he says, that means that he got you. And if you really don't agree with how he's moving, then don't watch him. 
if you're going if he's not gonna get fired. And if you don't want him up in there and you want them numbers to drop, then boycott him then. That's the best that you can do in this situation. And that's the thing that we as a culture, as a community, really fail to do. We will not opt to just not watch the show. Like we will not be proactive and make those adjustments, things that we can't control. We won't do that. We'll sit up there and complain and we will bring up and create narratives and storylines. But like you said, stuff that we can control, the the views and stuff like that of the platform. Just don't watch it. Just don't support it. But, you know, time and time again, we have an issue with this cat, but we still give him his numbers. And, and that's what really drives this man. He don't have any kids. You know what I'm saying? Like this sports thing, he he lets the world know he let his girl know. You are always going to be number two to sports. So, you know, you kind of already see the Skip Bayless mindset. I'm not surprised at all. I just feel like, man, damn, it didn't even take 48 hours into the new year for this guy to put out arguably the craziest tweet so far of the year. Typical Bro, Skip Bayless, man. This is a 20. We're talking about a 24-year-old 20, kid who is living his dream, right? Yep. And it actually gives back to his community because I've heard about a lot. I've been hearing a lot of stuff about what he does, what he does for his community at the My end. My God, age. bro! He had a Christmas drive that had a GoFundMe goal of um, like twenty five hundred dollars that was just recently posted. Since yeah. this incident, man, it's over a million dollars in this GoFundMe for the Christmas drive or for the toy drive. That is, uh, I heard that actually on Sports Talk uh, this morning. I heard that on Sports Talk this morning. Uh, that's insane. That is, uh, that's incredible. The the sad part about it is he, um, I, I just hope that he gets out of this, you know, because it's a freak accident. And I don't know if everybody's talking about, yeah, the hit didn't seem like it was that bad when he was trying to tackle him. But if you go back and watch the live, like the actual, like in live, you can hear that big ass pop in his chest. Square in his chest, bro. Like he basically had a heart attack on the field. He died, bro. He died on the field. They had to resuscitate him, bro. When people, we, when people got to do CPR on you, that means that you have lost consciousness. That means that you are not here. They have to revive you, bro. Talk your shit, B.A. And this is what a lot of people, and this is what this is where the sensitivity comes in for me because. I, you know, you've been around, you've been around sports for years, bro. When people, when people get them, them, them gruesome um, type plays and all of that stuff, they get knocked out. It's crazy, but usually they gain consciousness. You can do whatever, but I've never in my life, right? Since I like, well, I have in, in, in my in, uh, in sports back in Texas, but on a lower scale, but I've never in my life seen a football player on the field have to have CPR, bro. Yeah, I've never seen nothing like what we witnessed last night. I mean, for him to come up and just fall like that, I was just like shell-shocked. And what scared me the most was the reactions of all the other players on their faces. That was more frightening than the actual seeing this man fall back to the ground. Looking at Josh Allen's face and then just looking at all the other Bills players just falling to their knees away from the play you could tell from the outside in that this was something real significant like i thought that he had literally like you said died and there was no like it was that was it like this man just 
it was just crazy, man. And I, skip, skip Bayless, bro. I I want to say this. Shouts out to the uh, shout out to the the network that uh, that that had coverage of the game. Shout out to them. Um, and the reason why I say shout out to them is I'm glad. Like even though they were showing the emotions of the player, which made it look even crazier, I'm glad they did not show them pumping on that young man's chest. They didn't bring a camera up that close. Right. I'm so glad that they didn't because if they would have did that, bro, it would it would have been super. It would have been even crazier, bro. So I'm glad that they stayed away and just focused on the players and everything that was happening around because that's something that once you put stuff like that on camera, that's stuff that lasts for eternity on the internet. How relevant BA is Skip Bayless to today's sports talk? Like, I'm not going to hold you. If you are a real fan of sports, a true fan of sports, and if you're going to be honest, you definitely have to put Skip Bayless up there as far as credibility when we talk about creating a platform for, you know, sports debating and stuff like that. He has etched his, his name in stone, legendary status, in a sense, when you talk about sports debates and stuff like that. But moving into 2023, you know, I don't really watch the Undisputed show as much. I feel like it lost a lot of uh, flavor. What do you think really is is Skip Bayless's impact on today's sport? And, and why does he get so many passes where it's, though it's like he's untouchable? He's untouchable because he is like, whether like I agree with him or not, he's one of the goats of this. He's one of the goats. He... I don't know if you remember because I've been watching. I've been watching. I was watching ESPN forever, right? Back yep. when it was cold pizza. Yeah, right. Yep. Me too. Yep. Nobody was debating on 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 the national spotlight. Nobody was debating sports like that. It was only I'm presenting. This is what the stats are, and then you have a couple commentators. But to, he was the very first person that I remember uh, that actually brought Stephen A. Smith and a whole bunch of other people in it to actually debate it. One-on-one, yep. yep. They had one broken one down one. in different quarters, yep. First and 10, second and 10, yep. Exactly. First and 10 on to to, to, to what it is now. And that, that is exactly why he is, like to me, like I said, he's, he's untouchable because he's grandfathered in, bro. Knowing that, like, it, it, we, we have to have some type of uh, line across, though, bro. Because I think he knows that, too. I think he knows how much power he has, too. But he's only human, bro. And if he doesn't own ESPN, he doesn't own Walt Disney, not to say that I also want him to lose his job, but what do you think would have to be done for people to really look at Skip Bayless as far as his employment? What type of violation would Skip have to do? He's going to have to do It's going to have to be the only way that Skip Bayless uh, – gets uh gets removed is either uh he's gonna have to say some something racist. Right. He's gonna have to talk about he's gonna have to say something racist and ridiculous, like slip up and say something crazy that's super racist. And then they will actually think about getting him up out of there. Until that happens, he can say anything. Long as he's not talking about the race or 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 some type of religious aspect. He's good. He's good. He can say he can be as, as as insensitive as he wants for the rest of his time being. But outside of those two uh, particular subjects, can't nobody say nothing to do nothing to him. Mr. Untouchable.
Now, this morning, Undisputed came on. Uh, Shannon Sharp did not appear on today's show. That's number one. I wanted to get into that real briefly. Oh, and, wow. Really? Oh. Yeah, he didn't show up at all. And number two, Skip Bayless, he started to show off with this apology for maybe a minute or two, but the apology really wasn't an apology. It was all about him and the Undisputed staff and he never really came out and apologized for what he said. He never, you know, really gave any heartfelt thoughts to the uh, to 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 Demar Hamlin. It was just a real clout chasing move, typical though of Skip Bayless. But Shannon Sharp did not show up, and I was looking on social media to see why not. The last tweet he had was just asking everybody to pray for Demar, but Shannon didn't appear on the show. What do you think of that on face value? Um, I think Shannon is in his feelings, but Shannon he uh he has to bow down to a certain uh to the to one of these uh to the three letter network that he works for. So he'll be back. He's in his feelings now, but he'll be back. So you think he you think Shannon took off because of the skip violation he called out of work because of the skip violation? Yeah, I, I believe so because he he has uh, he's been getting a lot of scrutiny for the past six to eight months. He's been under a lot of scrutiny from people that look like him, which is us, our people. Period. Right. Right. And they put heat. They've been putting heat on him with and, and uh, about him agreeing with Skip or having or working with Skip. So I'm sure he felt a certain type of way, and I'm sure that's the reason why he is not there. Of course, he's going to come back and say when he comes back, he's going to say, oh, yeah, I had vacation or I was with such and such. Nah, we know that's not the case. We know that you are in your feelings right now and you called off of work because of the heat. If you were to show up and have a debate with Skip Bayless after that tweet uh, you, in the public, you fully lost your credibility, which your credibility is already draining from the people from prior shows and episodes with you up there with him. You know, it's a great point that you just made, B.A., because these guys just went viral, what, maybe a week or two, maybe a week ago when Skip Bayless got real disrespectful towards Shannon Sharp. Um, but he didn't opt to take a, a day off when the shots were sent directly at him. So I, I was really surprised this morning not to see him on the show. But yeah. uh, like you said, he, I, I don't have any remorse for Shannon Sharp, bro. You make the bed, you lay in it. I'm going to keep it tall. Exactly. He, so Shannon Sharp, a lot of people don't know um, uh, Tony Gonzalez, right? Which is one of the greatest tight ends alongside him in the NFL history. Uh, took his job, I believe it was with ABC or CBS, one of C them jobs. With CBS, yep. CBS. CBS took his job, right? And, you know, they don't like each other in real life. So because of the competitive spirits of whatever records and all of that stuff. but. Once that happened, he had to, he he wanted to be on TV. And when he seen that Skip was uh leaving the uh the, the four letter network to go to the three letter network, changed up his whole idea that he wanted to ride that Skip Bayless train. Yeah, he jumped on a train, and now that you're on that train, bro, it's either gonna get off of it or you're gonna continue to keep riding and continue to keep getting assaulted, etc. But he got he got some internal issues. That he gonna have to work with because right now his pu public opinion people are looking looking at Shannon Sharp like he's crazy already for what he's endured. <laughs>
That is a snapple fact. B.A., I want to get your thoughts, man, on this 71-point performance <laughs> by Donovan Mitchell last night. Now, he's already an all-star. Um, he's added his name to one of the NBA's most verified lists Monday night. He set the Cleveland record with 71 points, most by an NBA player in 17 years as the Cavaliers came back from 21 down to beat the Chicago Bulls 145-134. To talk about the Bulls' demise is one thing, but, bro, what is your thoughts on Donovan Mitchell? Bro, I'm, I didn't I didn't watch that game, by the way. I didn't catch that game because it was insignificant to me. Right. So, I, like I said, I like, you know, I, I love sports. I listen to sports radio all the time here and there, especially if I'm busy, if I'm grinding, or if I'm working or whatnot. So, I'm driving, <laughs> and then I hear, and I, I'm so caught up on what just happened in this NFL, right? I'm so caught up in that. So I'm like, damn, what's happening? I'm looking, I'm listening, I'm looking at people's reaction, hearing people talk about it. And the gentleman says, yeah, uh, as far as uh, NBA tonight, uh, such and such, Donovan Mitchell, uh, 71 and 11. And, then he, and when he said that, right, I thought it was like like he – like he messed up on a number, like he, <laughs> like he, like he made a mistake. And so, eight rebounds. Don't forget that eight rebounds. Well, oh yeah, I didn't even see the receive the seventy-one and eleven got me to the point where I didn't care about the rebounds. That's still a big time too. <laughs> but when he when he said seventy-one, he said Donovan Mitchell seventy-one and eleven. And he didn't say like he didn't say like oh yeah, it's incredible because he's down talking about the other situation. So when I seen, I went. <laughs> I stopped my I stopped my car, bro. I stopped my car, pulled over, got on the phone, and I seen 71 points and 11 assists, and I was like, this is probably one of the greatest performances ever because if you got 71, usually if you got in your set, if you're in the 70, you don't got 11 assists. 11 assists. That's the 71 is very impressive. Extremely impressive. But 11 helpers on top of that, bro. Plus eight rebounds. And to be down by so much and come and back and actually get a win. That's incredible, bro. Like Kevin Love even said he was like, he named me, he shot out LeBron and Kyrie, but he was like, that's where that's the best performance he's ever caught live. And yeah, bro. I I'm shot, bro. I knew he had it in him, but I, I knew he had like a good 60 in him. Right, but seventy-one and eleven, no one has ever done that in the NBA ever, bro. Ever. The Cavs, BA, are now currently in sole possession of fourth place. They are twenty-four and fourteen on the year. I think that is probably a surprise to most. But how serious do you take the Cavaliers when we talk about postseason play? Do you look like this is a team that could upset some people? I, I already told you, but I told you this before the season even started. This team is going to – this team has the potential to knock off a – they have the potential to knock off a Philadelphia. They got the potential to knock off a Milwaukee. They got the potential to knock off a Brooklyn Nets, especially – but it all depends on health. Do I think that they are really good enough to beat those teams um, in a seven-game series? No, I don't. I wouldn't pick them. But – 
I'm not foolish enough to think that they don't have a shot at winning because remember they had two all stars already on the team, right. which are still balling out this year, and to have a third that is like uh, that that's actually not just an all star, but he's edging his way into being a superstar. I I'm, I'm not surprised, bro. I'm not surprised. One I thing that surprises me the most is the, the the way Cleveland is playing at home. They actually, if I'm not mistaken, have the best home record in the entire Eastern Conference. They are 17 and four at home. They don't play that great on the road. That right now they three games under 500 on the road. But Cleveland is holding a fort down at home. Now, if they in first, if they if the season ended they would really have to go through the road um, to make a real run. I, I just don't, you know, I, I, they look good right now, but like you said, bro, seven game series, bro, the game slow down. Then you got those matchup problems. I, I'm just not afraid of Cleveland, even though Donovan can put up these types of crazy numbers. You know, Devin Booker has done the same thing, but I don't fear Phoenix. I don't fear Cleveland. I'm just keeping it real. I, I would, I, I, I feel the, the, the reason why I would fear Cleveland in the playoffs is because I, I'm still stating this. To, to I'm still going to state this, and people are going to disagree with me. But I think they have, when healthy, they have the best backcourt to me in the NBA. Darius Garland, right? If he, if they go to the end of the season and him and Donovan Mitchell are healthy in that backcourt, doing what mm-hmm. they both do, taking turns, uh, running the offense, et cetera, giving each other plays off offensively, they're going to be very, very scary. And then if Karis LeVert, if he continues to get back into his rhythm of the way that he plays, because he was an all-star, he what he didn't make the all-star team, but he he's had all-star numbers before running the team. You get all of that magic together with big man down low and you got Evan Mobley who is coming into his own because this is just his second season. They're going to be problems, bro. I don't know if Brooklyn had to get rid of Jared Allen in order for them to get the roster that they got. But do you feel like how good do you think Nets would be if they still had Jared Allen as their big man? I honestly think that um, I think that it would have helped them. The last couple of years, this year, they didn't. They they, they don't need them this year because Claxton is on some other ish. Claxton is finally stepping up to his potential, but last year and the year before, he they would have. I'm not gonna front. They would have. They would have had a reign. They would have had. They would at least won a championship within the past couple of years if they had just that one item that that one guy in the middle. Because nothing's getting past him, and he's not. He's not out here. He's uh he's not out here airballing free throws, <laughs> right. uh, like drumming, drumming, and 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 Claxton couldn't hit free throws to save them lives, save their lives in that Milwaukee series a couple years ago that went seven games. Didn't have no inside presence last year versus Boston, so Boston got to the cup at will, at will last year. If the season ended today, Cleveland will be playing the 76ers in the first round. Cleveland would have the home court advantage because Cleveland is in the four seed, Philly is in the five. But do you think Cleveland, like given James Harden is on the court, Joel Embiid is on the court, those guys are ready to rock. 
Do you think Cleveland could really knock off Philly? Yeah, I I really think so. I really think so. It depends. I think that series to me, it comes down to Tyrese Maxey. He's the X factor. Yeah, he's the X factor for Philly because Philly ain't and without Tyrese Maxey, they're not going. I don't care if Joel Embiid is putting up forty every night, they're not going nowhere. James Harden. When he when he gets to the plate, when he gets to the playoffs next year, he's gonna. Pro- I mean, this year he's probably gonna be out of gas like he is every year. So, I it comes down to Maxi, man. And I, in that series, if we're talking about right now, Cleveland is the better team to me right now. Last thing on the plate here at the Best of Seven Sports Talk. Uh, last night, BA Clay Thompson went off. He had fifty four points on twenty one of thirty nine shooting. He had ten of three-pointers last night. The Warriors won in double overtime, 143 to 141. We're not going to see this Clay Thompson every night. I am shocked that Clay is able to still put up 50-point games. My question to you, B.A., before we get up out of here, when you talk about the Golden State Warriors, are they not, even though they've been shaking in the regular season, are they not the favorite to you to still represent the Western Conference at the end of the day? Like, is there any other teams realistically that can beat Golden State in the seven-game series if they are all healthy? Because I don't see it. I, I I think that, man, I think that uh, I think the Pelicans, if the Pelicans end up healthy and and and, and, uh, and, and BG comes back, uh, BI, should I say? I'm sorry. BI comes back and they're healthy. I think the Pelicans can beat them. I think really, I'm I'm yeah. in a seven game series. You think the New Orleans Pelicans could beat the Golden State Warriors? Yes, I'm not saying that they are. I'm not saying that they are. I'm not definitely not saying that they are. Uh, which is another team that I told everybody was going to be top three in the conference. I told everybody that if if they if they're healthy before the season started, but I think that um, I think that uh, the Clippers. I think the Clippers. Uh, if they're healthy, they can beat them. Paul George uh, just got hurt again last night. He said, "Who got hurt?" Paul George. Oh man, never mind, <laughs> bro. They can't Ain't keep no going, no, bro. This whole squad is missing glass, man. Jeez, never, bro. I, it's about it's a good four teams I think could beat them. I think Denver. I think Denver could give them work. I think Memphis could give them work too. Um, really? Yeah, I, these are teams that I think that can beat them like right now, but. Once the once the backups continue to like build like they're building now because they got they actually got the best home court record in the NBA. I think they're 14 and 2, 15 and 2, something like that. Or 16 and 2, actually. Uh they got the best home record in the NBA. If these guys can actually put it together, then I can see them. I can see them winning the championship again, man. I can see them. But it's the role players. The role players get they build in confidence, five game winning streak. But they gotta they gotta be able to play together, and Jordan Poole gotta stop. Like, he, I, I, did you watch the game last night? Yep, I watched the game too. I caught the end. I caught the last uh, the last two quarters, uh, the last overtimes, and Jordan Poole almost ruined that game, man. And then at the end of one of the um, Kevon Looney saved him, but Jordan Poole towards the end of the game was trying to do too much. If Clay is on fire, give him the ball. I know That's you right. got two eight. But he got 50. <laughs> so give him the ball to shoot that, man. 
Now, Anthony, you know B.A. was not going to see this team. He had four to five teams, but you should have known, like I know, Anthony, that he wasn't going to give it up to the Lakers, bro. We know man, B.A. wasn't going to do that. No, nah, man, the Lakers, hey, LeBron, hey, LeBron is – LeBron is on his way to burn himself out, man. <laughs> That's why I can't. I can't like what he's doing is phenomenal. He had forty again. He had he had the last couple games. He didn't have forty. Phenomenal work because he's what he's a top three player of all time. I, I at the age of thirty eight, incredible. But he burned himself out right now. We all know this. We just like in awe because we're wait we're waiting for him to break the record, the all time leading scoring record, which he's going to break within like a month or so. He's gonna break it, but he he, he has to do too much. He's doing too much. He's thirty eight, bro. It amazes me that you witnessed this guy's greatness for twenty seasons, BA. You watched this guy surpass Magic Johnson in the career assist category this year. You just mentioned he is going to surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the NBA all-time scoring leaders list, and yet you want to sit here on the on this show and tell the American public that LeBron is top three? So you're telling me there's two players that's been better than LeBron James, bro? I don't understand. I got to talk to the bosses, bro. Really? B.A., you, you, you got to stop it, B.A. You can't name two players better than LeBron James, bro, without being biased. I can, to me, to me I can name two. Who? To me, this is my personal opinion. Here we Michael go. Jordan and Kobe Bryant are better than LeBron. Why? <laughs> Michael Jordan and Kobe are better two players of all time. Hey, Kobe is the biasness. That's bias. Kobe, I'm going to keep it 100. That's some straight biasness, right, for me. Right. And without the biasness, I can see LeBron and MJ being two, being one and two. I can definitely see that, right? But when we talk about LeBron, like LeBron versus Jordan, we're talking about longevity versus efficiency. And I'm more with the efficiency more than the longevity. That's why Jordan did so much in a much shorter period of time than LeBron did to at a more efficient level. So we're just going to take out the level of competition because you want to talk about efficiency. Of course, it's going to be easier for Michael Jordan to, to, to have a decent field goal percentage when the defense that he's, that he's playing against is garbage. The level of competition and opposition now that LeBron has been facing is way tougher. than with, how, many, how many Hall of Famers did he keep out of the – I mean, how many Hall of Famers he, keep, he kept out of championship reigns, bro? Who, Michael? Yes. I respect that handle, but how many <laughs> Hall of Famers did LeBron have to beat to get his? That's yeah, what y'all got to put respect on, too. But it's not a guarantee. Okay, Carl Malone and John Stockton and, and Charles yeah. Barkley. Those are those are three guys that would have won championships if it wasn't for Jordan. We talk about we, we talk about Patrick Ewing and all those guys. It's not a guarantee that they would have won the finals. Gary is 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 you got you got Gary Payton, you got Patrick Ewing. Gary Payton got one. You got yeah, Payton got one after Jordan. Those this is like after Jordan retired. I'm talking about during that run. During the run, okay. He kept everybody from winning. All those top players that are that are top that had to wait till like Jason Kidd and all these people had to wait till whenever to win. That's that was because of Mike. Mike did that. 
But what LeBron do? So, so what LeBron has done over the last twenty years is just a a, a, a cup of tea, really. Yeah. Well, I'm not. That's why, man. This is this is what I'm saying. Seven. A lot of people get mad when I say that LeBron is top. You're still top two, top three. That's I'm not mad. Bad. I'm mad. Bro, you can't do it. has been thousands of NBA players, bro. Thousands. It's okay to be number two or number three, bro. For it's Michael okay. Jordan. Yes, for Michael Jordan, it's okay for him to be number two or number three. But we're in the social media era. The level of competition is greater. The opposition is tougher. These athletes are way more athletic than back in the 90s. And Jordan, I mean, and LeBron has won a championship with three different franchises, bro. Yeah, because he had to go to these franchises and he had to go like do some, he had to go like, he had to do some surgery on the franchise. I'm not going to allow go, you to do that. B. He had to go be a GM. He had to go be a GM, man. And that's cool. But I'm saying you make it seem like he had to go to these teams because he he was a, just a piece in them winning the championship. He went to these ball clubs and he, he constructed was the This wasn't he a Kevin Durant. Was but he was a piece, though. Kevin Durant is no better than LeBron to me because no he way. did the same thing. No he way. did the same thing LeBron no did. No Let way. me go somewhere where I got a chance at doing this and doing that with these type of players around me. And then, okay, I don't like these players. LeBron is a – did you see the list of – did you see it's a list floating around uh, YouTube and around the Internet that's been circulating for the past couple of years of how many players LeBron James has played with and traded for the most in NBA history, bro. The most. He's in and out. Let's get him. Let's get him. Let's pick him up. Let's do this. Let's do that. Da, 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 da. And I give him his promise because, you know, he's trying to help put people on, but he's getting pieces that he wants. But what other player in NBA history has done that? Been able to, like, I don't want him. Bring him on. Okay, no, he's not good enough. Let's drop him. Oh, D-Wade, come to Cleveland. No, no you, you, you don't got it no more. Okay, go. Derrick Rose, come to Cleveland. No. No, this man has went to 11, 12 NBA finals. His recipe is working. He's not undefeated in the championship rounds. Absolutely. But his recipe has been working. He gets the team to the final round almost every year. So that's the whole purpose, right? Seven. He... Especially with the Lakers, he got he got lucky that he got he he got a chance to take two and a half three months off him and Anthony Davis to go into the bubble and win a championship. <laughs> he got lucky. It's like okay, three months off the basketball. <laughs> as far as Cleveland, to me, what what made LeBron to me he was already he was he was he was great to me. But he wasn't one of the greatest to me until he won a championship. Um, and that uh, 2016 finals is what made him one of the greatest ever to me. That hold on, hold, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Time out, time out, time out. Let's re <laughs> seriously. Let's rewind. <laughs> I really gotta talk to the bosses, bro. So you're telling me that that Miami Heat experience meant nothing to you when we talk about greatness of LeBron. They were supposed to do what they did, though, and they were supposed to win even more than that. Wow! I every when he went when he teamed up with D Wade and Chris Bosh came over, everybody knew that they were going to be 
uh, in the finals or they're going to be champions. That was already a given. Just like when KD went over to Golden State, everybody was like, that's a wrap. Everybody knew what it was. And it wasn't it wasn't as successful as people thought it would be, but he got two rings and he had to leave the tag team with two other uh, all-stars. But B.A., you're being incomplete. Why was it not as successful? You're not... You're not speaking on the fact that Dwayne Wade didn't do his damn job in the first year. Like everything is put on LeBron James. He was better. Dwayne Wade did better in his first year. That was his best year with LeBron. That right, because the other years he was hurt. But exactly. the first the first year, you know, LeBron was deferring to D Wade when he first went to Miami. I put yeah. the blame just much. I'm not gonna say I know LeBron played horrible against Dallas in the finals. I'm you know, there's no getting around that. But yeah. that team, my that team was was Dwayne Wade's team. Even though LeBron was better, that still was Dwayne Wade's team. The following year, when D Wade gave the keys up to LeBron, what happened? When he gave the keys to LeBron that next year, they uh they did their thing, right? They did their thing. Back championships, and they, and, they, and they they battled the 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 the, the baby Thunders. The baby thunder and God one. That wait a minute. Now see, I love how you do that because you talk <laughs> about Hall of Famers. Is KD not a Hall of Famer? Is is Westbrook and James Harden three guys that's in the top seventy five? Yes. And yes, then when he do the following year, beat four people in the top seventy five. Yeah, they, he he beat he beat them. He definitely he definitely beat them. And then got swept the next year. Definitely. And, and then go to Cleveland. And do the unthinkable. The first time in over 50 years, bring that city a championship after being down 3-1 and he won it on the road versus a 73-9 and team. You think Jordan could have did that? Yes, of course he could. My God. My God. That's the thing about it. Jordan, 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 we can't, we got to stop comparing Jordan and LeBron, man. That's, to me, that's like, that's a, they're not even close, bro. It's not even close. He's this not is, even remotely close to MJ's efficiency. Right, I'll on. give I'll give Michael props for this right here when we talk about availability. <laughs> Forty years old, he played all eighty-two games, but what did it do? It didn't mean anything. LeBron is playing for championships. Everybody know when Jordan was suited up with the Wizards, that was a clout chasing move. Sure. But we're talking about he did. Jordan has done more in in, in his NBA career. In 13 seasons, than LeBron did has done in freaking 19 or 20 seasons. Really, you're gonna sit up here and say that to the American public, BA? Really? Yeah. And I'm not even counting two seasons he had with. I was just talking about his first 13 with Chicago. He did more. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable, BA. You 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 need to be drug tested, bro. I swear (laughs) to God. Don't you? Bro, are you kidding me? LeBron is playing. He's playing for empty stats. He's been playing for empty stats for the past five years or four years. Who orchestrated this whole big three power of players controlling their own narratives and future and stuff like that? Was it Michael or was it LeBron? It was LeBron. LeBron changed the culture of the National Basketball Association. 
Yeah, and he made, and and guess what? Guess what happened? LeBron made LeBron did this. He made KD say, "Oh, let me go to Golden State." He made James Harden said, "Oh, let me go to Brooklyn, and then let me go to let me go to the Sixers, and then let me go back to Houston next year." <laughs> That's exactly what LeBron did. They, they talk about, "Oh, he gave players power." <laughs> hey, it's another like you told me. You got to get a complete two. You got to get. <laughs> Not just the good, you gotta get a bad too, man. I just lost a debate already. 2023, <laughs> January the third. This guy comes up here. My brother comes up here and gives me an L. <laughs> Nothing else I can say, man. Jesus Christ. Oh, I love hey, it. man. I appreciate you, bro coming on board, man. Today, man. Great carvo. Please let everybody know where they can follow you at family. Hey man, y'all can follow me and get your bars up, media man. Um, yeah, your home for battle rap and uh, and hip hop, and uh, yeah, everything else beneath that. So salute to you, seven. I appreciate it, and uh, I can't wait to have the next debate with you, bro. Oh my god, man! Always a pleasure, brother. Always a pleasure, my guy. He, he do his thing and he know his shit. What can I say, man? Big up to everybody out there in the NBA community, Scrub Zero. My brother Anthony, man, as always, appreciate you guys. Happy New Year's to both of you and your family as well. Shout out to everyone in the NBA community. Make sure y'all smash that like button before y'all get up out of here. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. I'll catch you guys tonight here live on the Best of Seven Sports Talk for the live scoreboard update and reaction. I think tonight... We are going to lock in and do live scoreboard and updates for the Celtics Thunder game going down at 8 o'clock, possibly. So I will catch you guys later on tonight on the live stream. Hope you guys have a safe day, and I will holler. Peace. All right, man, I want to thank you guys for listening into another episode of the Best of Seven Sports Talk. I'm Seven Mitchell, man. Make sure you follow the show to be sure to be notified about the next episode. Also, I'll put the link tree link in the description so you can follow us on social media as well as donate and contribute to our platform. See you guys again on the next episode. Peace.